Thank you for joining us at Youthology Resources. You are joining us on all kinds of formats, I'm sure. Maybe YouTube, or maybe you're reading the blog off the uh, website, or maybe you found us on iTunes. All of those places you can find us, social media, and, uh, Instagram TV will be there also. And all you need to do if you're on our social media is hit the link tree. And the link tree will take you to all of our platforms uh, simply. Easiest way is to go to youthology.com, Y-T-H-O-L-O-G-Y.com. And you can find all of our resources there. We've got a running blog with all kinds of uh, content on it that will help you for your youth leadership. And then you'll find the links to our podcast and to our YouTube page. Okay, don't forget to follow and subscribe to us. Appreciate that. Hey, thank you for joining us and just 10, 12 minutes of learning. That's how that's how we do this. If, if you are familiar with our format, it's real simple. We choose a topic and we take that topic apart. And tonight, the episode we are uh, dealing with is material and content in the area of crisis and handling crisis in teenagers' lives. And so what I'm gonna do is take a few minutes and talk to you about some of the societal issues and the world of the adolescent and the teenager and maybe things that are going on in their culture and help you understand some of the pressures and some of the, uh, the, the kind of things that teenagers are dealing with. Maybe that's the way they are, right? So let me, let me read off to you some of these things that um, I wanna talk about here and then we're gonna uh, deal with it practically. How do, we, how do we help teenagers through those kinds of things? So we're looking at at-risk behaviors like self-harm, suicide, cutting, bullying, the uh, breakup of the family, right? Teenagers who come home and don't have a, a, a mother or a father or a guardian, right? Maybe they're being raised by an aunt or an uncle or a grandma or a grandfather. And somebody's in the home, but maybe the home is not healthy, right? Maybe they don't have siblings that they're talking, talking with. You know, one of the things that we've talked about here many times is the fact that teenagers today are not just being raised in a fatherless generation. They're being raised in a fatherless, a motherless, and a siblingless generation. The whole family structure has been disintegrated around them. And so uh, that that that's shaping their attitude and the kind of um, things that are going on in the home. Uh, they're having to process maybe alone sometimes, right? Uh, how about the uh, complete sexual revolution that's going on? The sexual revolution that's going on in teenagers' lives is, is massive. The, the shift from identity, the shift of freedoms and, you know, how far is too far and, uh, and really, there's, there's no dynamic. There's, uh, we have total liberty and freedom in our dating relationships. It's that hookup generation, right? You're familiar with them. You know, back in the day, I remember uh, my, my grandfather would hook up the trailer, right? He would hook up the trailer to the truck. Or my dad would get up on the roof, you know, and hook up the antenna so we could watch the game or whatever. When I was a kid, it wasn't like my grandfather or like my, my father. Our hookup was, hey, I'll meet you at pizza after the game, let's hook up and, right? Today, my kids are living in a generation not like the grandfather and not like the father, right? 
No, their lip, the hookup is, it means something totally different. It is casual sex for one night or, right? And we, we don't get no strings attached. So we're, we're seeing all kinds of redefinition of sexuality also, whether it's in television, whether that's from the government, redefining marriage and those kind of things, right? So all of this kind of pressure is a part of their society and a part of their world. I want you to look at the social media trap that they're in, in this comparison. Some of the, some of the uh, body shaming that goes on and uh, the highlight reel versus the low light reel that we, you know, that we, we live that low light reel, but we produce or we promote uh, the highlight reel, you know, on social media. Here's another one. What about this lack of theology Okay, this lack of theology and a framework for biblical thinking. Gen Z in one study, Gen Z is uh, now here in America as of uh, 2018, February 2018, the study that was done by the Barner Research, uh, 4% were biblical worldview, 4% uh, Christian biblical worldview of the Gen Z right now. And, you know, so many other things that are coming because of that post-Christian society. Um, here's another one. How about violence in the schools and the shootings and um, all of that? And then this overarching anger that is in our government and, uh, you know, the, the broken government that can't get along. All these adults that are modeling uh, to our world how not to deal with their uh, divide, right? So we have this, we have... We haven't gotten into music and we haven't gotten into the, um, the, the, their movies and the media and all that, right? I mean, all this lack of censorship or, right, the censorship being moved. So there's so much going on, right? I, I, let me give you some practical things that I do in helping teenagers deal with all of this kind of stuff. And I'm going to pull some of these out and apply them to a teenager's life. And maybe this will help you. You'll see that when I post this also... In the blog, you'll see that uh, I'll add some more content to this, but I'm going to get real practical. So here's the first one. When we speak with a suicidal teenager, so let's go there first. When we speak with a suicidal teenager, one of the key things that we should be doing is drawing them to hope, drawing them to tomorrow. Now, I know some issues can't be put off tomorrow, but one of the things I love to do in speaking with teenagers who are dealing with suicide or, or maybe even just mental health, uh, a mental health lapse or weakness or depression, right, is to say, listen, hey, let's talk about this, give them a few minutes, but then hook them and say, listen, what are you doing tomorrow? Can, can I pick you up after school, right? Those kind of things, Get, getting real practical. And then begin to, uh, begin to, Put in them this desire to sleep on it and then see you the next day, right? Or what about if I speak with a, a young girl who is cutting, right? Or a young boy who is cutting. How do I handle that? One of the things I love to do is to, is to have them tell me, what are you feeling? Like? What are you feeling when you cut? You know, all of that stuff. How, what are you going through when, when you're feeling that pain? And why, when you're cutting, why are you doing it? How does it make you feel? And I'll get them talking about that. Then I love to interject this into the conversation. Do you know that you're not the only one who's doing this? Man, I, I spoke with another student. And do you know that there's a young man that I'm dealing with, right? And then what it does is it shows them that they're not the only one. 
and it puts them in a whole nother community of like uh, influence. And it, and it kind of shows them that, okay, if somebody else is dealing with it, then maybe I can too. So that's, that, that's uh, one approach there. How about when I'm speaking to a teenage boy who's living with grandparents, right? He, 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 doesn't, he, he doesn't know his mom or dad, that, that's all broken. There's no relationship there. So he's being raised with grandparents. How do, you, how do you deal with that? One of the things I love to do is to get them to try to um, move beyond uh, the disappointment of not having the family there and get them to see the value of so many kids who don't know their grandparents. Or, or maybe it's uh, the value that could come from uh, a relationship with their grandparents. And then I love to model to them uh, what my home is like or what other youth leaders are like that are in the organization. Maybe you're in a parachurch or you're at a, you're at a school or you're in, in the church setting, right? So what I'll do oftentimes is to just bring them over to my house and bring them into a, a, a family meal or share with another friend who's a youth leader. Uh, hey, would you have them come over? Would you invite this this person over? Because, they're, man, they're going through you know, like so many different things. So just modeling healthy home, a healthy home when everything around them is crumbling. And then uh, what about with teens who are in identity confusion? And, and, and they're, they're stuck in that middle ground, right? Owning the middle and it's like, you know, why do we have to be male or female? And this whole LGBTQ plus uh, um, confusion that students get into. How, what, what's the easiest way to deal with that? You know, one of the things that I've tried to do is to get them back to the Genesis and the Matthew intent of male and female. And so when students are struggling with that identity, if I can bring them all the way back to the original intent, back to creation and back in Genesis and back to the words of Christ, when he supported Moses and he gave that the, the, the parameters for uh, male and female and, and like even in marriage relationships and sexuality, you know, so many people say Jesus never said anything about it. Well, that's really not true. Jesus didn't say much about it in a new way. He didn't have to re-diagram or rephrase anything because even over the course of time, Jesus thought, you know what? I'm just going to take them back to Moses. I don't have to reinvent myself or reimagine, you know, uh, how things should be. And so he sets up the standard of male and female and marriage by going all the way back to Moses and reinforcing what Moses had said. And of course, there's some other things. You'll see that uh, if you want to look on the sexual revolution area of our blog, you can go there and, and do it that. But I'll often try to get kids to think beyond culture, right? I want them to think beyond culture and I want them to start thinking about scripture. So that's what, that's, that's what I do there. What about with helping kids see all of these problems that I just talked about? Okay, all of these problems in society. Helping them to see that they are the counter culture. Okay, that they're, they're producers. They're not just consumers. And I think sometimes we've raised codependent students who are so moved by uh, culture and maybe even like emotional with culture and all that because culture's running their life. And we forget that we need to start creating students who are not codependent on culture, but they are producers of a counterculture. Um, because of their scriptural, uh, you know, understanding of, 
uh, their worldview, a Christian worldview, right? So those are some of the things that I do in helping students get through crisis and helping them understand all of this input, all of these voices, everything that's going on in their life. If they could just slow this down and take a look at um, th these kind of practical ways to get over their situation, I think they'd be so much healthier. So as youth leaders, we have to really become uh, not just spiritual with students, but we have to become practical with students in helping them get past some of these uh, crises and how to handle uh, these issues that we talked about today, okay? So I hope that was helpful for you. Next week, we're gonna do a part two with this, and I wanna get into some of the crises that could happen, like either through an accident or through sickness. How do I deal with students who have been paralyzed or how do I deal with a student who's lost uh, you know a parent in an accident how do I deal with sickness cancer or a debilitating sickness that has gone on over time and how we can um, come alongside of teenagers in that kind of crisis okay so we're gonna do that next week but again thank you for joining us uh, go to our social media hit the link tree and you can join us on all these formats or just go to youthology.com and you can get all of our resources right there. Hey, until next time, continue to raise the level of youth leadership in whatever organization you're in, the church, the school, or the parachurch setting, okay? Hey, God bless and have a great week.